0: Welcome to Podcast, the unofficial podcast of the Adelaide Fringe. It is St. Patrick's Day and I have the absolute pleasure today of being joined by Heather Kroll, the Director and CEO of the Adelaide Fringe. Heather, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Such a busy time for you.
1: It certainly is. We've got about a thousand shows going on all over the city today. Yeah. And uh, it's just an amazing sunny day, so hopefully it's going to be a big one.
0: Tons better than last night. We were here last night yes. during that terrible rainstorm, and we still soldiered through <laughs> quite amazingly. Uh, now, we can't let it go without um, acknowledging the fact that we're from uh, not far away from each other. You're from Blackpool. I'm from Lancashire. you have been from Lancashire. I'm from Oldham, in fact.
1: Right, near yes. Near Manchester. So. I was born in Blackpool. Yes. I lived a few years of my life in Sheffield. Yeah. And then we immigrated to South Australia. I lived in Wayala most of my life. Yeah, yeah. And then I've, yeah, lived back in the UK a lot. I've lived in London and Sheffield. I was director of Sheffield Dockfest for about a decade. Yes. And so I've sort of, yeah, I've lived a lot of my life in the north of England. And yes. I, I love it and, and you, it's a great you, place but I love Adelaide as well.
0: Oh it's a beautiful city. Well, your career has taken you far and wide I mean you, you're a highly accomplished festival director and producer um, 62 years of Fringe though and 7 mm. of those in, under your leadership. Yeah. Uh, what do you reckon some of your mo- more notable achievements have been?
1: Well um, a lot of, the, the Adelaide Fringe is open access so yes. um, everyone, anyone and everyone can register and artists are always trying to make the most fruitful season happen at the fringe and the most financially viable something that gets them a lot of contacts and so on so i guess one of the major things i was doing was trying to make sure that the fees for artists were always lowered every year sure. so i've made that a real mission of mine to lower the fees for the artists yep. the inside fees and the percentages of the ticket we want to maximize what that goes to the pocket of the artist so yes. i feel really really happy that when I arrived, the percentage was about 15% retained by Fringe, Okay, and now it's 5%, oh, which we, is okay, massive, cool. it and is. it makes a big difference on every box office settlement. And the other thing that we heard loud and clear from artists is that they needed um, some support in getting their shows together with small grants, Yes, whether it be a grant to develop, um, to to do some rehearsals, to do some writing, to work to new new collaborations and so on. So we've raised over my time in, you know, actually millions of dollars that we've handed out in grants to artists. So these sort of... um, uh, grants at the front and then less insight, mm. less fees on the tickets mean that we're trying to make sure that artists come through the fringe with a great experience yes. and also have a financially viable season. And then we've also, um, coupled with that, dramatically increased the ticket sales. So when yes. I first arrived, we were selling about 400,000 tickets mm-hmm. and um uh, well, six years later, we were selling 800,000 tickets. Wow. So we yeah. did, you know, double that. And it's all about, for me, the Fringe is all about inclusivity. So yes. I tried to make sure that everyone felt it was a place for, the, for them, that they felt they could belong, yes. that they felt it was worth doing. So it's a lot about the fu- the grants, the, the fees, but it's also um, making sure that it's culturally um a safe space for everybody mm-hmm. and we we really worked hard over the last few years to increase first nations artist participation in mm-hmm. the fringe mm-hmm. so that's been another area where we've been raising funds to give out some grants to different first nations artists as yeah. well
0: so and never a lot. i mean that that's huge and and up to two years ago we didn't have this thing called covid and, I know, you know so then
1: covid yeah. yeah I mean we a lot of the funds that we raised were actually covid response grants from yes. the state government the federal government and those covid response dollars that we raised we gave them all away to artists in grants which again is that same theme that I'm talking about which yeah. is just all about helping artists get to the starting point of yes. you know getting their season going yep. but you know it's um it's it's a really um herculean effort for Mm. every artist to take that risk and put a show on and so we we worked hard to raise the funds from the government but we also created a donor circle Mm. and we did that about four or five years ago and we started off with about eight or ten people joining and and donating and now we have about i think about fifty. Nearly sixty people on the donor circle. Is that right? And they're donating anywhere between minimum of a thousand, but some of them are donating ten or twenty thousand a year. Yeah. And again, those monies we give them out to artists, and also in some cases to venues that are trying to do something new and innovative with their venue. Yeah. So. Just acknowledging that Fringe is, it's it is it, it's an open access festival. The mm. only money people earn is from their box office. Yeah. So we're just trying to minimise that risk a little bit. Yes. Bring it down with some grants and some mm. things like that. So, yeah, we're just, um, a lot of our year is spent listening to You've artists got to, we've yeah. got to listen yeah. what is your what are your biggest challenges tell us and yeah. then they told us and you know um there were people that doubted that we would reduce the fees or yes. doubted that we would ever give grants but actually you know the first year we gave grants years ago was like twenty thousand yeah. dollars well now we're giving out you know, lo- hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah. So that is, um, you know, just believe that you yeah. can do it, and listen to what the people need, and then yeah. I just try and set about trying to make it happen.
0: And you can't fix. You, there's no point trying to fix problems that don't exist. You got to f- yeah. fix the actual problems. Right? That's
1: right. And um, we, I mean, as you said before, we're 62 years mm. this year, and one of the most amazing years was, you know, in 2020, yeah. um, when we were sort of innocent and giddy and didn't know about COVID, <laughs> yeah. um, right? at the beginning there. I vaguely
0: remember that.
1: We were like, yeah, we've got our diamond anniversary, 60 years of Fringe. We just thought, this is going to be amazing. Blow it out of the water. But, um, and we did, I mean, we had an incredible year. But, of course, COVID arrived in the last weekend. Uh, And uh we, we just got over the line yes. and then they closed down the the country basically yes, on the yes. monday after free. i do remember um mm. so that was an interesting but we got through it and we celebrated and yeah. it was a pretty special year the
0: sun shone on you for that year what do you think some of the highlights have been for this year i mean obviously um a two-year shutdown has meant uh, some enthusiasm but uh, what are some of the key key highlights for you for 2022
1: well i mean we uh one of the most um sort of spectacular shows that we've been able to work on this year and present, and I'm so proud of it, is a a show called Sky Song. Yes. Which is – so about four years ago we did um, focus on our central – spectacular of the fringe being a collaboration between first nations artists Mm -hmm. and using innovative technology so over the years we've done different ones so we did yabara on the river which involved a lot of projections on water screens and projections in the trees and lighting and, and this year it's Sky Song, which is a collaboration between uh, about 10 different First Nations artist groups mm. and um, a drone art um, creator group yes. and um, a lighting and sort of a, a really innovative AV company yeah, as well. Yeah. So we've all come together to make this powerful, moving experience that where we have an 80-metre uh, projection screen yep. and then the drones fly up above it into Love the sky, yeah. 80 metres into the sky and we've been seeing thousands of people go to sky song every night and yeah. i think it's a it's an unforgettable experience it's
0: emotional isn't it you you, you really do tap into the senses with that
1: it's amazing yeah. and you know the drones are it's fire. it's nothing like fireworks fireworks is <laughs> all bang and crashing yeah. and this is almost like a trance drones almost you know <laughs> mm. hypnotize you yeah. in some way yeah. and people are speechless yes. at the end of sky song yeah. like they're just and it's also a the Content in the stories is very profound, moving like a culturally very yeah. strong show. Yeah. Um, so we're thrilled with Sky
0: Song. and, and it's, it's, a, it's essentially, it's choreography, isn't it? You know, it's yeah. it's it's a real skill in an art. I, I have a friend who's a drone operator and it blows my mind how these guys, I mean, mm. it's, you know, it's a skill. And, and uh, these yeah. ones,
1: are you know, they're creating a kangaroo hopping in the sky or they're, you know, creating a big snake and, yeah. you know, I mean, it's just amazing what yeah. the drones do. But we've also got um, some other real really innovative immersive stuff that i love at the fringe i a few years ago introduced this genre interactive as a genre and so we've got these vr swings that are down at the museum lawn and you can put the goggles on and then as you swing you fly out and you know fly over london or you go up in a rocket into outer space or something you know it's just um so fringe look fringe has got so many highlights in 2022 anyway just everywhere but I do particularly love the fact that we're embracing cross-disciplinary innovation with um, virtual reality and like all these different immersive technologies are coming into Fringe and um there's still all the wonderful theatre and cabaret and yeah. dance and comedy, all the stuff and you'd st- expect, everything. Yeah. But yeah. We're, yeah, so we're pushing the boat out. Everywhere. It is amazing.
0: We hear the screams coming out of the VR place next door to us. <laughs> every single night. That's, it's an experience. When you, it, it always amazes me with VR that you actually know you're sat in a chair and you're safe and secure, but your mind tells mm. you other things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now I actually saw you, Heather, uh, talk at the, uh, the 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 business essay lunch with the premier um, a few weeks ago, just before fringe started um, and innovation was mentioned a few times not just by yourself but it seems to be the, the word de jour you know it's everyone's talking about innovation yeah. what's on the cards for the future of the Adelaide Fringe and, and how important is innovation in its future?
1: Yeah. Well I mean in one of the biggest things that I've done at the Fringe is um, a complete digital transformation of our platform in terms of the ticketing platform. Yes. Um, how you find how you search the program. When I arrived, um, the program online, the, the site online was just very, um, you know, it was just out of date. It well, had, hadn't kept up with the user journeys that yep. people expect today on their smartphones and things like that. Sure. So we had to just throw all of it away, which was quite scary because it had served the fringe for more than a decade and, yep. and so on. But the problem was that if if you it, it, you couldn't really fix it you had it wasn't a band-aid situation mm. you had to throw the Overhaul. whole thing away and start yep. completely again yeah. and what that has done i mean that has been one of the biggest drivers for our ticket growth because um, having a brand new digital platform that could work on smartphones. could we, We've seen um, the ticket sales grow from sort of 400000 a year to 800000 a year. Yeah. And about 90% of those tickets are bought online. Yes. Whether it's people on their phones or their laptops or their computer, whatever. Yeah. So it's hardly any... Uh, pay, and we don't do any paper tickets. So it's all e-ticketing sure. now and yeah. QR code scanning and so on. So that has... Um, uh, the other thing on the um, digital platform is that we've made the f- program extremely user friendly to search. Yes. So, you know, when you've got a thousand shows, you need to make it really easy. You say, okay, I want to go out next Saturday at seven o'clock and I only want to see Cabaret. Yeah. And then you can put all those filters into our new platform, which mm. you couldn't do in the old days and then it shows you the, f- the shows that are on next Saturday at 8 o'clock in the cabaret, and you don't feel overwhelmed by a 1,000 shows. It just shows you, here's these four shows. Things that How about picked? one of these? Yeah, and yeah, you've yeah. picked yeah. this time slot and so on. Yeah. So that drives the growth, and it drives the... T- and the artists need ticket sales because they need yeah. bums on seats to get their box office. Uh, of so that's where that innovation... And we've... Every year we're committed to continuous improvement on that platform. So yep. we listen to all the um, things from audience. They say, oh, we want to know, mm. like we've got a button on there now called mm. Near Me Now. But that, that was because a lot of audience just said, why can't I just find out what's on right now? A Last minute snap decision.
0: Whilst I'm walking around. Yeah.
1: So what's on Near Me Now? Yeah. start, And then you can set if it's 100 metres or 200 metres and if it's in 5 minutes or 10 minutes and you can set it on. It's just a fun little button but people use it all the time because they're last minute buyers and that came from audiences telling us what they wanted. So we listen in feedback. Surveys are really important and then we and we work with our... Di- we have an in-house digital coder team now. Yep, that's, yep. A, that's a lot since I've been there. Yep. And And we go through and we say, how are we going to do that? So we actually spend a lot of time mapping user journeys and mm-hmm. doing all those sort of things. And um, so by the time the next year comes around, hopefully there's a lot more features online which are about yep. how to navigate the program and how to um, encourage people to buy more tickets. You know, yes. someone said to me the other day, oh, your your ticketing system, it's more addictive than the pokies. You know, <laughs> you just spin around, then you know, bing, then you buy a ticket and the <laughs> difference is with the, with the fringe, you always win, you Ab- know? Absolutely, you always get something <laughs> for your money.
0: Um, now, look, as um, as I guess as an innovative startup business ourselves, I mean, we, at Poddy, we're pretty grateful to you guys for the opportunity to launch here. This is our launch, Um hasn't seen the light of day until we got here Um, so this is our uh, concept launch and uh, we're grateful to be exposed here it's been absolutely awesome for us Um, what what we've realised and I guess it speaks to your point is that when we very first launched Poddy it was designed as a facility for first time podcasters who didn't want to invest tons of money uh, to be able to record something of high quality in a really cool and fun environment. and um, what we've figured since we've been here and this is what we're grateful for is that we're actually here just to bring back the chat. You know that yeah. there's people that are sitting in these pods there's fathers and daughters just talking and recording the combo and I would say about 20% of the people that have used this have actually ever considered being a podcaster or are a podcaster. Mm. You know, most people just want to have a conversation and record it for posterity. That's you know? nice. It really is. And and the, the opportunities that have opened up for us through this have been immense. Yeah. Uh, so we're grateful. Thank you. Um, well, yeah. it's
1: amazing. And like, it's so wonderful that you've set it up right here, right in the thick of it, right in the center. And what a great place to, yeah. to have it set up. And then, I mean, I'm a really strong believer in user centered design. Yep. So, I'm, you know, a lot of people think about everything's like, oh, it's ideas led and it's yeah. all about the idea and do you have a great thought bubble that's yeah. amazing? I'm not really that, I love user centered design. Yeah. Make it. And so I love to, th- you know, do what you've just described there, which is the users told you mm. how they wanted to use this. That's right. Like, and you learnt from the users using it. And that's where great design comes in. Yeah. And that's, you know, I mean, some of the companies that have really led the world with this is, you know, Apple. Yes, is, you know, one yep. of the one of the main ones. Yep. And and so it's all about let the users tell you mm-hmm. the way they want and what they need. Mm. So uh, it's great to see that you've you've set up, mm. and then the people have come through, and some of them are probably doing what you thought they'd do, but others yeah. are doing this other thing. Yeah, and then that lights that pathway up exactly. And to be open to that is yep. so amazing, and not to be closed minded of like, oh no, but we were always going to do it oh, this yeah. way.
0: No, you can't. Yeah. I mean, a, a friend, a very close friend of mine once said to me that uh, you know when you're starting. And we, you know, we 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 own four businesses in 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 Adelaide, and this is our latest sort of tech startup. Um, when when you start in a new business, your family and friends will always tell you that the idea is great. You've got to put it in front of the people that are going to use it. Mm. They're the real test for it. And so build it and then see what happens. And, you know, we we know now that we've got to make some tech changes to the software. We've got to make some changes to the hardware. And the way we market Poddy now is very different. We now market it for podcasting. We market it for interviewing. And we'll market it for storytelling. you know it's it's all of the above and it's
1: lovely the um, family capturing um, piece as well I mean I think there's so much interest in people finding ways to you know capture their family history Um, and I know I I made a documentary about my father which was in the Adelaide Film Festival last year and Um, and it won the audience award it was just kept on selling out and they kept adding more shows and I think people are so hungry for those sort of personal stories about family and and, and that, that idea that you would record mm. you know your your grandparents um, conversations with your yes. grandparents before they've moved on exactly. and gone yeah. and you know that's what I was so grateful that I had mm. filmed my dad so much yep. when he was alive yep. and then it was after he'd passed away that I decided I would try and make this documentary out of yeah, it, that's out, beautiful. out of all the footage yeah. and you know look at uh, the power of audio yes. I mean the power of podcast, the power of radio um, is so great and I'm sure that families just recording themselves and listening to grandparents and parents telling their stories mm. i'm sure that people would love that
0: it's phenomenal you, you people we live in a world where we take selfies of ourselves right and, and then you go and stick it through instagram and change the color and change you get them yeah. right it's never a real representation no. but of course a conversation is now um i read that your contract was extended for another couple of years beyond now um obviously that will be an awesome next two years. Yeah. Uh, what do you do? You have plans after that, or or is it? We, do we not know yet?
1: I don't know. I mean, look, I my. For a long time, my um, interest has been in cross-disciplinary work, like Mm. bringing together unexpected collaborations, musicians with scientists and filmmakers and technologists. And um, I love working in interactive works and theatre that's immersive. And um, precinct. I love creating precincts, um, cultural precincts. Mm. So I think... Um, you know, I'm here and I'm loving being the director of Adelaide Fringe and yeah. And, you know, two years of the COVID times have been a little bit... I, I, don't, I was so glad when I got extended because I don't want to end just on a COVID year. No. <laughs> um, but, you know, I, my, my target was when I arrived and we were selling 400,000 tickets and I always said I want to sell a million tickets at the yeah. Fringe. And we were on the way before COVID when we sold 850,000. So I'm hoping yeah. to get to a million. But, you know, wherever I go next, I want to create innovative work sure. innovative precincts mm. people I want people to like with Sky Song I want people to um, wherever I'm working I want people to walk in and just go wow I've never seen that before yeah. that is amazing yeah. and just got everyone's got to go and see that yes. Um, So that's the sort of um, experiential stuff that I'm really interested in and, you know, um, creating precincts that um, allow artists to collaborate with unexpected, Mm. um, you know, people from other disciplines is my, that's my passion and uh, that's what I'd love to keep on
0: doing. Beautiful. Um, Heather, you're a passionate, very passionate and uh, very accomplished person and uh, you're probably the epitome of why we do not what we do, which is beautiful to see. Um, I said I'd keep you for 15 minutes. It's now been 20, and I'm going to get in trouble. So, Heather Kroll, thank you so much for joining me tonight. It's uh, wonderful to have you in a special, on such a busy weekend for you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for joining me. That was Podcast with me, Richard Miller, and I was joined by Heather Kroll. Catch you in the next episode.